You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Well, they say you can't win them all, and trust me, we're not going to get on too many of these Braves postcasts and keep reminding you of that. But the Atlanta Braves were unable to finish off a sweep of the Washington Nationals to open up the season and suffered a 4-1 loss on Sunday, unfortunately, in a major league debut for Jared Schuster. We've got a lot to talk about here on the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. But before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Click that bell so you get notified every time that we drop a new episode. And there's all kinds of great sports coverage of the Atlanta teams that you know and love right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. As for the team that we know pretty well, Jake Mastroianni and Graham McCauley with you to talk about an, a disappointing 4-1 loss for the Atlanta Braves today. And let's start with the news of the day, Jake. And it was Jared Schuster making his MLB debut. Might have had a couple of nerves and things going on there in the first inning. Yeah, for a guy who pounded the strike zone all spring training, not like him, what we saw, especially in that first inning with all the walks. So, yeah, even he kind of admitted after the game, you know, nerves getting to him a little bit, but he still, you know, obviously has to do better. But, yeah, unfortunately for him, just didn't have that control early on. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of the downs, and along with, I think, a couple of maybe encouraging things that he can take into his next start in a moment. Before we dive into his complete start, though, uh, let's look at the line score of this one. Braves dropped to 2-1 and one as they lose the finale of this three-game set. A run on just four hits, not a great day for the offense either. Five men left aboard. Nats grabbed their first win of the year. They are now one and two. Uh, four runs, six hits, no errors. Five men left on base. And uh, with a four-run first inning, it's really all it took to make a winner out of Mackenzie Gore, who was making his Nationals debut in this one. He was traded over there from San Diego last year. He grabs his first win in a Nats uniform. Jared Schuster takes a loss, obviously the first of his career. Kyle Finnegan with the save, a game that lasted two hours, 17 minutes. A crowd of 21,440 were on hand to see it. So, Jake, uh, let's talk a little bit about Jared Schuster and kind of the tale of two starts really for him. It was a 26-pitch first inning in which the first six batters reached and he found himself down uh, by a bunch of runs very early. But I thought what he did after that said as much about Jared Schuster's ability to make some adjustments on the fly and maybe help himself out and give himself at least a little bit of momentum into his next start. Yeah, if you're Jared Schuster, you're a Braves fan, I think you have to be Encouraged by what you saw after that first inning. Look, that first inning was just something that just snowballed on him, and it just he could have barely easily not gotten out of that first inning and had an even worse start. But for him to come back and not only come back, but be able to keep the Nationals where they were and work into the fifth inning. I mean, I thought it was definitely something good that you can take away and what was, you know, otherwise, you know, a bad first major league start for him. But again, for me, it was just the command. I mean, it was something he's been known for in his career and what he how he got the job in spring training it's just that command but five walks I mean that's just not what we're used to seeing from Jared Schuster but I talked about this on yesterday's postcast you know they can all look great in the minors and in spring training you never know how that mental hurdle is going to go once the bright lights are on and I'm not saying Jared Schuster is not going to get there but again self-admittedly to for himself I think it did get to him a little bit kind of uh, lost his control and feel for the, his pitches here and there. But again, I still like what we saw after that, and it's very encouraging. You know, I think he's going to at least probably get one another start here. Yeah, he should get another start. Alex Antopoulos indicating before the Max Fried injury that it was both Schuster and Dodd with an opportunity to make at least two turns through the rotation. So we do expect to see that. And look, they're not all going to be this bad, we wouldn't imagine. And they're not all going to start out this way. I think that to kind of build on what you were talking about with the lights on bright, I always heard down in the minor leagues when they start stacking those decks up and those stadiums mm -hmm. get a little bit bigger, 
you know, the moment becomes a little bit bigger as well, but not necessarily too big once you've had a chance to get used to it. And now Jared Schuster has had that. But this first inning, this was not what he was looking for. Lane Thomas, a single. Joey Manessis, a single. Yamer Candiario gets a walk. Then you've got a Dominic Smith single, a Cabert Ruiz walk, and then Alex Call with a walk. And those last two with the bases loaded, uh, that's pretty tough. Uh, just in, in any way you want to look at it, bases loaded walks, walks in general, five of those in the game. Just not a great outing for him at the start. But what I thought really happened in that second, third, and fourth inning was the defense started doing some work for him, and we started seeing Jared Schuster get in and around and ahead of hitters a little bit more than he did in that first frame, and I think that's going to help him out moving forward. The Braves offense, though, wasn't able to do that thing that we always talk about. Hey, why don't you go out and get this kid a bunch of runs so he doesn't mm-hmm. have to deal with these nerves either. So you can't really pin it all on Jared Schuster, but the Nats went up 4 nothing in the first, and that was all they needed to win this game because the offense was kind of in absentia for the Braves today. Yeah, chalk it up to that Sunday day game. Here we go again, right? I mean, I uh, saw a lot of that on Twitter already. But, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, the offense just wasn't there. Had some opportunities. Three double plays in this game hit into by the Braves. That's killer right there, big uh, rally killers. So, other than Travis Darno, who had a big hit to, to knock in a run to give the Braves their only run, and he was great all series long, uh, Braves just couldn't come up with that big hit. Like I said, they had some leadoff base runners. They had some guys get on, but – just couldn't find that big hit, couldn't get that two, three-run homer uh, to really get back in the game, unfortunately. So, yeah, you know, offense couldn't get it going, couldn't back up Jared Schuster. But still, I never felt like they were out of the game because of that lineup. You know, you felt like you were a, a bloop and a blast away from being right back in at the entire time. And they were quite a few times, I feel like, starting to maybe get a little something going. And as you mentioned, grounding into three double plays in this game, really short-circuited those rallies. Travis Darno with the RBI single that came in the fourth inning. So they were able to get a run back for Jared Schuster. He went back out in the fifth, though, and was uh, unable to continue beyond that after issuing another walk. Uh, but after a 26-pitch first inning for him, 44 pitches to get himself through the next three frames, hopefully that is going to be a little bit more what we can expect out of Jared Schuster. And hopefully the Braves lineup will look a little bit more like the team that scored seven runs in back-to-back games to open up the season. That would certainly be helpful as well. Now, one thing we got to look at in this game, Jake, and it wasn't the bat of Sean Murphy, but it was the arm of Sean Murphy. We saw it in the fourth inning with a caught stealing of Luis Garcia. Pop time of 1.86 seconds. We knew it was elite. Now we've gotten to lay eyes on it in a regular season game. I think that's rather exciting. It was. It was very exciting. I hate that it's the most exciting thing that probably happened in this game today, but it was it was that exciting for the Braves. I mean, to see that on display, and again, we talked about it the other day. I know he's not hitting yet. I don't really concern myself with that as much, but you at least got to see what he can do for you behind the plate. You're seeing a lot more stolen bases already to start the season, and to have an arm like that behind there to not just throw out runners, but to keep runners from going and to keep them from even thinking about wanting to run on that arm is going to be something that pays big dividends for the Braves throughout the season. So yeah, it's a special arm back there. It is, it is quite a cannon. It's a big reason the Braves went out and got Sean Murphy to be a stolen base deterrent to handle this pitching staff. And I know that there was a lot of good discussion and we've touched on it the last couple of nights. Like what's this lineup going to look like going forward? I don't think anything's really set in stone yet. Sean Murphy not playing in the second game. I got some questions about that. And you know, we're all kind of you know learning on the job here. We just know that these catchers aren't going to be out there every single day. But if I had to handicap it, I'd be interested to hear what you think. I feel like Sean Murphy's going to catch about 100 games this year, maybe a little bit more with Travis Darno making the starts in the other one. Is that kind of the expectation that you have as far as the catching position, not the starts at DH? Yeah, that was kind of my perception even coming in. I, I thought 
I thought Murphy might even catch more than 100 games this year because you traded for that value, what we saw on Sunday, that arm. I mean, you want him behind the plate. Now, in a three-game series, I think he starts two and he sits one, like we kind of saw in this one. I think that's going to be the norm, but I do think he gets at least 100 starts behind the plate. I mean, that's what makes him so valuable. Yeah, it definitely does. And I do know that Travis Darno has a lot of value to the Braves for the, you know, the, how familiar he is with his staff, how comfortable di- different pitchers are with Travis Darno. And I, I know that there's a big difference, you know, defensively between Sean Murphy and a catcher of that ilk and a lot of other players. But I do think that Travis Darno is going to find his way behind the plate a very good amount this year for a couple of reasons. Number one, and I think the, the first and foremost for both these guys is to keep him healthy because his catching tandem has a chance to do something really special for the Braves this year. A season after they had their other catching tandem, do some pretty special things, at least offensively speaking, for this club a season ago. So we'll see how that all breaks down. Uh, we did see Marcelo Zuna back in the lineup again today, um, at, and we did see the double catcher deal back in the lineup today. So we'll just kind of monitor how it goes along. I think that you know not having or having to face a bunch of lefties also kept Eddie Rosario on the bench in this, and that I don't expect to be the norm once the Braves start facing more right-handers. Yeah, I want to see Eddie in there more, and I know you've, you had two lefties in this series, but I really want to see him try to get things going. And He had one start in the series, and it wasn't particularly great, but he's somebody I just think needs more bats, need more reps to get in there and, and see what he can do and see if he can get back to his old self, which I think he can. I think we saw signs of it in spring training and in the World Baseball Classic, but yeah, just unfortunate for him facing two lefties in this series just didn't get a lot of playing time. Well, the Braves are going to turn the page from this series onto their next road series before they'll be coming home to have their home opener on Thursday at Truist Park against the San Diego Padres. But what stands between them is three games against the St. Louis Cardinals, perennially one of the better teams in the National League Central, Central, if not all of the National League. And we can probably expect to see that again. Game one will be happening on Monday evening. It'll be right-hander Charlie Morton against Jake Woodford, who pitched in relief mostly for the Cardinals last year. Uh, touching on Morton from a year ago, we know it was kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing. 205 strikeouts for him, but a career high in home runs allowed. Nine and six record ERA, just under four and a half. 172 innings, though. Jake, I, I know I've told a lot of people this year, if you have Charlie Morton as your fourth starter, you must have a pretty good rotation. But now all of a sudden, with Max Reed being out, with Kyle Wright already out, I think there may be a little bit more focus on Charlie Morton having to be a, a bit more vintage than he was in 2022. Yeah, it's the fourth game of the series, so obviously a lot more to be played. But as far as trying to win this series, you almost feel like Charlie Morton has to come up big in game one because you're going to have another rookie going in game two and then likely, you know, Bryce Elder in game three of this series. So very important that Charlie Morton gets out, has a good start, try to get the Braves a win in the first game of the series. If they have, you know, want to obviously improve their chances of winning this series, that'd be a great start there with Charlie uh, having a good one and just getting things off to a good start. It was, you know, an up and down season for him last year, as you mentioned, all the home runs, the hit batters and just the walks as well. Want to see him kind of turn that corner and get back into the Charlie Morton we're used to seeing. Yeah, and the Braves are happy to have Charlie Morton be a part of this stable of, you know, uh, in this rotation, but they're going to need him to step in and be that guy with a couple of pitchers down at the moment. And you mentioned with uh, the possibility of Bryce Elder coming up to replace Max Fried, that seems like the very high likelihood. Braves, as of game time, had still not placed Max Fried on the injured list, though he did travel back home to Atlanta. So he's going to be receiving treatment. His comments after game one, he didn't sound overly concerned about the hamstring issue, but it also didn't sound like it was nothing either. So the Braves are going to play it safe, and it looks like Bryce Elder, who started opening night for Gwinnett on Friday, would get the turn in rotation in the finale against St. Louis. 
And we'll see what Dylan Dodd can do in his major league debut in the middle contest there. But to go back to what Jake had just said, grabbing game one of a series will certainly be helpful. The Braves will look to do that behind Charlie Morton as he takes on Jake Woodford, the right-hander for the Cardinals. 4-0 record last year, 223 ERA. Uh, not a lot of strikeouts, though. Only 24 of those in 48 and a third innings. You usually don't see microscopic ERAs and microscopic Ks per nine as well. But perhaps that will be something that uh, we'll find out exactly what the secret to his success was a season ago. First pitch on Monday night up in St. Louis is set for 7.45 p.m. Eastern time. Again, Charlie Morton against Jake Woodford is your pitching matchup. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves postcast. As always, we appreciate you joining us here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. Click that bell. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. And the audio of each and every Braves postcast is also available on Locked On Braves. Jake brings you great coverage all season long. Make sure you're subscribed there wherever you get your podcast. Braves were unable to finish off a series sweep of the Washington Nationals, but they do take two out of three. Jared Schuster, though, a loser in his major league debut, 4-1. The Nats beat the Braves in the finale. We'll be back at it as the Braves move on over to St. Louis to start a series on Monday. And until then, for Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We'll catch you next time. So long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 